The truth is that the main idea of this mimer we've already completed. Eisyad Gimel and Eisyad Dalid are a No, they're they're exploring the idea further from the perspective of the beginning of the Rambam. So they explore the words that the Rambam uses on several different levels. And then the last ice of the Maimer wraps everything up. The questions that we asked in the beginning on Havaili Ba'izrei, which we completely forgot about through the course of the Maimer, we go back to, we answer those questions, and we conclude the Maimer. Let's take a look first at Ais Yud Gimel, chapter 13 in the Maimer. Baal Yuvan, according to this we'll understand, Mashakas of Rambam, this that it's written in the Rambam, Huva B'Maimer Nal B'Tchilasai, and the like I told you, when the Rebbe says a mimer on a discourse that the Friedrich Rebbe, that the previous Rebbe has given, the Rebbe shows how every detail mentioned over there in the mimer is there in order to help develop a certain idea, even if when learning it inside of the Friedrich Rebbe's mimer, you or I may think that it's just Stam, a quote which happened to fall into the mimer and doesn't have anything to do directly. So over there in the Friedrich Rebbe's mimer, it quotes the Rambam. What does the Rambam say? Look at these words, and these words have to become words which you know Balpeh. Yesaid ha-yesaidis. The foundation of foundations. The amud ha and the pillar of wisdom. Is Leda to know Shayash Sham Matsu Rishon that there is there Matsu Rishon an original existence for whom Amtsi Nimtza and he this original existence is what brings everything into existence. The Chal Hanimtzayim Mishamayim Vaaretz everything that exists from heaven and earth Umasha Bineim and everything in between them Leinimtzu Ela Meyamita Simatze. They do not exist except from the true existence of Hashem. So this is what the Rambam says in the beginning of Hilchus, Yisei De Atera, in the beginning of the book of Rambam. Again, on a simple level, the Rambam is telling us that a foundation of Yiddishkeit is to know that there's a God. But the precise language which the Rambam uses to communicate this, language which I want you to read again and again carefully and try to imprint upon your mind, this precise language we're going to analyze over here and show how there are very deep ideas which are being communicated in this language, ideas which are connected to everything that we just learned. 
And that is, the Rambam is teaching us, the mitzvah sa'yediyah hi begimel inyanim. The mitzvah of yediyah, of knowing Hashem, is begimel inyanim in three aspects. There are three aspects, Tomer, in which we have to know Hashem. What are they? Aleph, first of all. You have it? Sheyesh sham matsui rishayin. That there is an original existence, there is an abishter. That's the first thing that we need to know. Beis, shehumam tzikol nimtza, that Hashem brings everything into existence. Hashem breathes existence into the world. And gimel, v'shekol hanimtzaim, everything that exists, lo'inimtzu ela me'amitas imatzaim, they only exist from the true essence of Hashem. These are the three aspects in the mitzvah that we have to know Hashem. That Hashem existed before everything. That everything that exists, exists from Hashem. And that this, that everything that exists, exists from Hashem, is me'amitas himatzai, from the essence of Hashem. From the amita, the emes, the true existence of Hashem. Now, looking at these three aspects and analyzing them properly is something which immediately brings us to the three ideas that we've been exploring yesterday and we started already the day before that in the last two classes. What are the three ideas? There is Yud Kevavke, Havaya. As Havaya is the existence of everything inside of the world, there is Yud Kevavke, Haya Haiva meaning Hashem as He's higher than everything in the world. And then the synthesis of these two, which can only come from a level which is higher than both of them, and that's the atzmos, the shem ha'etzem, the essence of Hashem inside of that. Now in these three things that we just listed, we're going to see exactly these three levels. Let's look inside. The gimel in yonim heim, neged gimel in yonim These three ideas correspond to the three ideas that we said earlier in the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke. And this is also hinted in the fact that Yisaid HaYisaidis Vamud HaChachmes these words with which the Rambam opens his monumental book of Yad HaChazaka these four words Yisaid HaYisaidis Yud K Vamud HaChachmes Vav Hey so this is Rosh Tevis Yud K Vav K so that's the opening of the Rambam is with these letters of Yud Kevavke Hashem's name and then in the continuation of the text it has three aspects of Yud Kevavke as we explored them earlier. There's Aleph, there's first of all Matsui Rishain, the original existence of Hashem Hu Shehu Kaidum Lakol this that Hashem is before everything Lamai Lamei higher than all of creation He's a Matsurishan. He existed before everything. Nothing that exists compares to him. 
is completely beyond everything in creation. That's the aspect of Hashem's name, which is that Hashem is higher than existence. Bez, the second is Mamsi Kol Nimsa, that Hashem brings everything into existence. That's the Hishavus, the existence that is inside of the name Havaya. Who Havaya Lashon Mahava? That's Havaya with from the language of Mahava that He brings everything in the world into existence. Gimel third, everything that exists only exists from the truth of Hashem's existence. What is Amitas Himatzai? What is the true existence of Hashem? That is the essence of God, whose existence comes from Himself. That means, like we said earlier, that the fact that we feel like we just exist is because we're created by the essence of Hashem, which does indeed just exist. Who created Hashem? Yes. And who created us? Atzmos. That aspect of Hashem, that who created it. Not any lower levels of godliness that created, are involved in the creation of the rest of the world, but the essence of Hashem created us. And since the essence of Hashem created us, that's why we feel the same feeling that the essence of Hashem has out of truth, Amita Simatsai, which is that we just exist. And that's the language of Amita Simatsai, who Atzmus. That's the essence of Hashem Shemitsyusami Atzmusai, the Hishavus Animsaim, Yashmi Ayin, the creation of everything that exists. Ex nihilo, something from nothing, who bekaycha atzmus, it's in the power of the essence of Hashem, Inyan Shem Ha'atzam, which is the idea of Shem Ha'atzam, the third aspect that we discussed in the name of Havaya. So in the language of the Rambam over here, you have the Rashatevis of Yudke Vavke, Yisaydeh, 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 And then <coughs> you have in the Rambam teaching us the mitzvah to know Hashem, the three parts of Hashem, so to speak, that we're supposed to know, the three aspects of the name Yudke Vavke that we're supposed to recognize, the aspect of Yudke Vavke that that's the source of everything that exists. The aspect of Yudke Vavke that is higher than everything ex- that exists, which, yes, is somewhat similar to Mimale and Seviv, that the a source of everything that exists, that's connected to the idea of Mimale. The higher than everything that exists is connected to the idea of Seviv. And then the aspect of godliness, which is the essence of Hashem, which is able to bring the higher than existence into the existence, because it's not limited by either the Amitas Himatzai, the Atzmus of Hashema Atzem, that's the final level, the deepest level of Hashem. So when you were arguing about the, the Lushazaya Yachid or Echad, you were drawing up the, 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 the strengths of both Sobhiz and Mamad. Yes, yes. Now we're going to continue first. In the first half of Yudalid, we continue analyzing this language of the Rambam. And instead of just reading these three levels, 
into the continuation of the words of the Rambam. That there's an original existence of Hashem. Uh, uh, of Hashem. So he brings everything into existence, which is the Seviv and the Mimali, so to speak. And which is the essence of Hashem. Instead of seeing that just in the continuation of the words of the Rambam, we're actually going to see it in the four words of Yisaydei, this. Let's see. This, that Havaya, is Rashatevis for these four words. These four words with which the Rambam opens up his work is because the Yisaydis Vichachmis Hemshnei and Yanim Hefchiyim. Most people, they read these words and they see the Rambam as just using certain poetic language in order to be able to open his his sefer. He's opening his sefer with a certain dose of poetry. But in Chassidus, when there's something that's part of Torah, there's nothing which is just poetic. There's nothing which is there just for um, semantics. Every single word has meaning and import. Over here in these four words, Yisayid HaYisaydis, V'amud HaChachmes, the Rebbe analyzes them and says that the concept of Yisaydis, foundations, and Chachmes, wisdoms, are two opposite things. The Yisaydis, what's a Yisayid, a foundation? What's a foundation? So the, the Rebbe teaches us that the concept of a foundation in logic is something which is deeper than logic itself. Any person who's studied on any level of philosophy knows that to approach philosophy, you need to begin with certain foundations which allow you to start thinking. There are certain givens. I don't know what the philosophical term for it is. Um, uh, I don't know if any of you have studied philosophy. But I'm, I'm sure there's a certain word which they have for this. For the concept of a foundation, a given, which you have in order to begin to think. So that's the idea of Yisaydis. Yisaydis heim ha-hanachis ha-pshutis shalemayla me-habinyin. A Yisayd, a foundation of a building, is that which the whole building sits on. What's the building? The building is that which you see, which you recognize. You see it's so high, it's so wide, it's this color, this shape, and so on and so forth. But it all sits on a foundation. The foundation you don't see. But the foundation is <coughs> is vital for everything else to be able to sit, to be able to exist. Without the foundation, you don't have anything. Similarly, in logic, the Yisaydes, Heim ha-hanachis ha-pshutes shalemayla me'abinyin. They're the given hanachis, the, 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 the obvious... Um, uh, 
premises, thank you, that are greater than the binyan itself. They're greater than hasbara. They're greater than being able to be explained. Shehem yisoide hahasaga. They are the premises, they're the foundations of understanding of thought. That's a yisoid. What's a chachma? A chachma is already something logical. The chachmas heim hasbaris asichlies shenitfasis baaseichel. They are the logical um, explanations that are nitfas, that are um, graspable in logic. To the point that it's possible within a logical chachma to have a shakla I'll say X, you'll say Y, and we'll argue between us. And there's a premise to my X, and there's a premise to your Y, and uh, we have to decide which one is stronger, right? That's chachmas. So these are two opposite things, the Rebbe says. One is something which can't be discussed, Bechal. This is a given. You want to have this discussion? We need to start with certain givens. This is a foundation. We can't start a discussion and then suddenly you're going to throw in, but maybe life is just an imagination. Maybe life is but a dream. We need to work with a premise that reality is real, etc., whatever it may be. So there are certain premises which you have in the beginning of a discussion, which without those premises you can't have a discussion in the first place. But then there's the discussion itself. And the discussion itself, over there, I'm going to present one way of thinking about it, you're going to present a different way of thinking about it. And we'll discuss it and we'll argue about it. And we'll discuss the pros and cons, the merits of each perspective. Some gesund. Now in our service of Hashem, Inyan Hayisaydes, the idea of the Yisaydes of the foundations, It's amuna, it's faith. There are certain yeshivas, Balchuva yeshivas. I don't know that they exist anymore, but this is during the day when there were there was more of a wave of Balichuva. There were more people who were changing over their life. Uh, So these Balchuva Yeshivas, they used to have a certain rule. The rule was for the the first whatever amount of time, 30 days that you're in Yeshiva, you can't ask any questions. You all know that Yiddishkeit, Judaism, encourages questions. Right? But before you start asking questions, you first have to absorb the Yisayda Yisaydas. You first have to connect to a certain foundation. After you have that foundation, now you could start to build, now you could start to think. But before you have a foundation, how can you even begin thinking? Every yid has inside of himself a neshama. 
the neshama that's inside of you sees Avishter, knows Avishter, appreciates Avishter, loves Avishter. But that neshama is covered over by many, many layers and levels. Before you start the initial approach to learning, studying, questioning, examining Torah, the first thing that you need to do is first start with your foundation, the amuna. You have to uncover that neshama that's inside of you, that recognizes Abishter in a way which is beyond logic, which is greater than logic. If we were to discuss a pen, how how tall is it? What color is, does it write? Um, uh, is it better than the, this pen, worse than that pen, and so on and so forth? The first thing we need to do is see the pen in front of us. If we don't see the pen, if we're not both looking at the pen, how can we even have a discussion about it? That's the Yisai, that's the foundation. The first thing a Yid needs to do is uncover his neshama, the foundation. Let your neshama express itself. Now we're starting with the same foundation. Now we could build a binyan, we could build a, 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 a structure, a logical structure in <coughs> examining and understanding and so on and so forth. And that's the second level, the level of Chachmas, who in Saga. That's the idea of perception. And we could say, the source of a foundation. What's a foundation? A foundation is a given. There's nothing to talk about with regard to a foundation. This is an obvious premise. So that's the level of Yudke Vavke, which we discussed, the level of Hashem's name, which is beyond the world. And because it's beyond the world, therefore there's no possible discussion for it inside of the world. That's like it says in the parentheses. The source of Chachmes, of wisdom, of logic, of understanding, of analysis, that's in the Havaya, which is the language of Mahava, which is the Havaya, which is inside of the world. And how do the two come together? How do you have both of those in one statement, in one expression? Yeah? The power that brings together the Yisaidis and the Chachmes. That the faith, which is beyond logic, should be drawn also into logic. 
that comes from Shem Havaya, the name of Yudke Vavke, which is Shem Atzim, the essential name of God. That in the essential name of God, in the essential name of God, you have the ability to bring these two opposites together. Like we've discussed at length earlier. Good? So not only in the continuation of um, uh, the language of the Rambam, which the Rambam said, that's higher than the world. That's inside of the world. And that's the essence of Hashem. Not only in the continuation of the Rambam do you have these three levels, but even in these four words, you say that, you say this, you already have the three levels of Abishter as we've just described. Now we move back to our subject. We move past the Rambam and back to our idea. According to this, we could understand why David was punished. We said earlier, it says in the Gemara, that David was punished for saying that the Torah is for him like a song. Why is he comparing the Torah to a song? So now we could understand why David was punished. Because the Torah, as it is, as far as the Ratzin Ha'atzmi, the essential Ratzin of Hashem is concerned, which is higher than reason, which is the level of Yisaydes, the level of godliness, which is the higher than the world. He dugmas, Havaya Milashen, Hayahayavaviyya, is similar to this level of Havaya, Ke'echad Shalomayla Me'aylam, like someone who's higher than the world. Shalachain, therefore, a person who's connecting to the level of Torah, which is higher than the world, the level of Torah, which is the level of Torah, which is Yisaydes, which is beyond the world. There's no discussion. There's nothing to talk about. If it's wrong, it's out. Like, Shammai, who pushed away the person who was asking an inappropriate question by Masa Binyan, right? He said, get out of here. What are you asking stupid questions for? I have no patience for this. Right? That's the Chia. When you study Torah on a level which is higher than the world, then anything that does not fit into Torah is gone. It's not just gone, you push it out. It's gone because it ceases to exist. Because you suddenly look at it from the lenses of Torah and you're seeing true reality. And this fake reality doesn't fit into the true reality, so it dissipates. That's the level of a song? That's the level of <coughs> a song which is destroying everything else. It's destroying anything that's outside of it. And that's Zmiris Milashin Lazamer Eritzim. That's Zmiris from the language of Lazamer Eritzim to cut down despots, to, to, to destroy anything which is inappropriate. But that's not our ultimate purpose over here. Our ultimate purpose is not just to shout, Tayras Hashem Timima. And only Tayra exists 
and nothing else is important, and let's um, uh, obliterate the world with the light of Torah. Hashem didn't create a world so that it should be obliterated. That sounds like a what? That sounds like using Torah as a mirror. Since the true idea of Hashem Echad, not Hashem Yachid. Hashem Echad. Echad inside of the world. We want to have godliness as godliness is part of our world. Not higher than the world and des- destroying the world, so to speak. So since the true idea of Achtos Havaya, of the unity of Hashem, Husha Achtos he, is when you're able to see this achtos also from the world's perspective. Therefore, you can't stop at chukim. Why do we have Why do we not just have chukim in Teira? Everything should be a chuk. Why are we doing it? Because it's the Ratzin of Hashem. Get out of my way. Stop asking stupid questions. This is what Hashem wants. Why do we not have that? Why do we have Edis, the romance of Torah, and Mishpatim, the logic of Torah? Why do we have those also? Extend further. Because the whole point of Torah is that Torah should come into the world. And the Torah should be beautiful and romantic and logical and understood. Even though that's not the essence of Torah. The essence of Torah is Chukecha. But it's not supposed to remain on that level which is totally outside of the world. It's supposed to enter into the world. It's supposed to become part of the world. It's supposed to become beautiful and beautified. In the world. That's why you need the Chachma. Amud HaChachmais. In the parentheses. That there should be godliness revealed inside of the world itself. You should have the revelation of godliness in the world. And if you connect to that, then you're revealing the etzem of Torah, the essence of Torah, which is higher even than Chukim. Was that from Gilead? Yeah. There's the level of Chukim. Chukim is the Torah on an essential level, as we've discussed earlier in the Maimah, but an essential level that does not jive with the world. That's why it's a chayk. This is what I said, and you have no right to ask any questions, just do what you're supposed to. That's chayk. And there is truth to that. But it's not the ultimate truth. The ultimate truth is a avishter that is not contradicted by the multiplicity of the world. 
that doesn't get thrown off by the romance and beauty and logic. And Torah is not just achaik, Torah is also beautiful. It's also beautiful. Chukim are beautiful. Why not? Because beauty is something which you appreciate. And chukim are something which you don't appreciate. I appreciate them. Thanks so much. <laughs> you appreciate the value of chukim, but you don't appreciate the chayk itself. The chayk itself is without any tam. What's tam? Taste, reason, appreciation. So how do you how do you get an appreciation of chukim? How do you get an appreciation through edus and mishpatim? Through others? Through drawing down the edus and mishpatim, drawing down the chukim into the edus and mishpatim, drawing down the havai which is higher than the world into the havai which is inside of the world, and thereby connecting to the shema etzim, the essence of havai which is higher than both. So by involving which is in by saying things. Hashem echad instead of Hashem yachid. This is what we've been discussing. By, by involving Chukim in other mitzvahs, you, you, you bring out an appreciation? By involving Chukim. I got a science. In, in, uh, yeah, yeah, to a certain degree. Uh, I just uh, wanted to ask, why, I don't understand why, couldn't we have a real love to Chukim? Why can't we have a love to Chukim? A real one, yeah. I think it's a love to put to filling every day, but... It's kind of difficult to say why. Because uh, that's because um, tefillin is not a chayk, it's edes. So the uh, tefillin are romantic. Okay, right. That's sure. like, wow. Sure. Uh, the, the, to, to the degree that you have a love for it, that's the edes, that's the romantic part of it. What's something that's the chayk is where it's just the ugly reality, the ugly truth. That's just the way that it is. Though there was a, it's a, a part of a lo- bigger, longer story, but a certain non-Jew that uh, was exposed to the Rebbe and he wanted to come see the Rebbe, so he went to visit 770. And he was completely shocked. Here is the hub of the whole entire world, of the whole entire Yiddishkeit. And he would expect to find beauty and chandeliers and carpets and upholstered chairs and so on and so forth. And instead he finds um, worn out wooden benches, which are uh, uh, mostly functioning and uh, books strewn in all directions, and so on and so forth, people coming, people going, I mean, in Fashachris, Mincha, Meriv, all taking place in different places simultaneously. <laughs> Whatever. This is the story of the Russian spies as well, right? Yeah, so he, he said, what's going on over here? So I don't know where the explanation came from, but uh, the explanation which he was explained was that he was a ship captain. He was a captain of a ship. And they asked him, what's the most important room in your ship? 
Is it the dining room, the ballroom, the the amphitheater, v'chulu v'chulu? Is it the bedrooms? They said, no, of course not. The most important room in my ship is the engine room. They asked him, so what does the engine room look like? <laughs> so he said, aha, I understand. There's the mess, there's the steam, there's the 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 the, 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 the noise, there's the, the rawness. But that's the engine room. That's where everything else is run from. That's chukim. The chukim is... The, there's the, there's no beauty in the chukim. The chukim is the opposite of beauty. If there's beauty in the chukim, then the chukim wouldn't be chukim. Then you do it because it's beautiful. The whole point of chukim is that it's not beautiful. But you're not supposed to stay with the chukim. You're supposed to draw the chukim into the edus and the mishpatim. And when you draw the chukim into the edus of the mishpatim, then your megala, you reveal, you take, you bring across. The etzim, the essence of Hashem, which is higher than both. Now, with this understanding, we could move forward finally to Ois Tesvav of the Maimer. Good? The last Ois of the Maimer. Now we go back to our original questions. And uh, you would have to work a little bit to build an excitement in the answer. But the answers is based on everything that we learned and everything that we studied. This is the meaning of Hashem is amongst those who help me. So according to the way that the Mimer is learning it now, it doesn't mean that David Melech was saying, well, I have Adam who helped me and I have a senator or whatever who helped me and mayor whoever who helped me. And uh, also Hashem helped me. Chas v'shalom. So what, rather, what does it mean? So the Maimir is going to explain that Israel refers to what really gives a person strength. What, what gives a person strength? Birurim. Refining sparks. When a person comes into this world and he does the job that he's supposed to do, the job of refining the sparks of everything that exists. So the refining, the extraction of those sparks, the lifting up the ref- of those sparks is something which gives him power, it gives him strength to continue to do his Aveda. What does Havaya Liba Israel mean? That Havaya will be for me inside of my helpers. That means that I'm going to shine the level of Havaya inside the Israel inside of this these sparks. Let's read inside. Israel refers to the sparks which are refined. They are the true helpers of a person in the brackets. It explains like it's known in the idea of the Pasuk. That Meisher Rabbeinu told the Yidden Kiloi al halachem levada yichyah adam kol meitzah pihavaya yichyah adam. Meisher Rabbeinu told the Yidden that man does not live on bread alone. Man lives on that which comes out of the mouth of Hashem. 
what does that mean? It means that when you eat a slice of bread, do you think it's the nutrients within that slice of bread which is giving you energy? That's a mistake. Really, what's giving you energy is the spark of godliness that's inside of that slice of bread. And that's why you desire the slice of bread. You're hungry for it in order to refine that spark. And how do you refine that spark? By washing before you eat it and making the bracha on washing the hands and making the bracha on the bread itself (coughs) and eating it in the right time, in the right way, with the right objectives and benching after you finish eating it. And in this way, you show that the the bread is a creation of Hashem and thereby you're extracting the spark of godliness which is there, which is Hashem giving that piece of bread existence. Through a person refining the sparks that that are inside of the inanimate, the plant life and the animal life, there is drawn down for him additional power in his divine service. That the sparks help him. The sparks give him extra strength. Messiah Messiah and Messiah is both languages of help, of assistance. Messiah. And the idea of Hashem should be for me in my helpers or with my helpers who is that these sparks that are being refined which are my helpers even though the idea of birurim, of refining, is from below to above, which is inyin the oilam, the idea of the world. Which is the idea of being, exactly, the idea of tefillah, the idea of refining, the idea of being inside of the world, the idea of memale. But nevertheless, I'm asking that havaya should come for me inside of it. I'm asking that there should be drawn down into them the higher level of Havaya, which is higher than the world. And we know that how do these two levels of Havaya come together? The combination, the synthesis, the bringing together of these two levels, is from Havaya, which is the essential name of Hashem. So now we've answered the first question of this Mimer. What does it mean, Havaya li be'oizroi? That Havaya should come into the Nitzaytis, which I'm refining. V'zehu gam v'ani Now, based on this, we're also going to understand a different perspective of I shall see my enemies. It doesn't mean I'll chop down my enemies. Because chopping down the enemies, as we asked in the beginning of this Mimer, question number two in the Mimer, is not necessarily a positive thing. It means I'll completely transform my enemies to the point that I'll be able to see Havaya inside of my enemies. I'll be able to see how Hashem Echad, 
how Einoid Mulvade, how only Hashem exists, nothing besides for Hashem exists, and even when looking at my enemies, I'm also going to see that there's only Hashem. Even in my enemies, I'll be able to see Havayali, Hashem, which is coming from me, Israel. <coughs> in other words, from Havayali, Israel, Israel is the godliness which is inside of the world, Mahava. Havayali, Israel is that you're drawing down from the godliness which is higher than the world into the godliness which is true. The Shem Ha'etzem through the essential godliness, which is higher than both of them. So through that, through drawing down and being Megala, revealing the Shem Ha'etzem, the essential godliness, that essential godliness can shine and be revealed even in the place of the darkest, hardest, most difficult areas. But even over there you're able to see Havayana. In the places of opposition, of the greatest opposition, of the greatest darkness, over there too, I can see Havaya. This is also the meaning of I will see my enemies. Even those who hate David, who are those who hate David, so David himself says that those who are Seine Havaya Esna, those who hate Hashem, those are the ones who hate me as well. That Shehem Seinehavaya, there are people who hate Hashem. You don't need to completely push them away. You don't need to reject them completely. All you need to do is refine the sparks inside of them. And you know what happens when you refine the sparks inside of negativity? The negativity dissipates. Because what's giving the power to negativity? What gives the power to negativity? The spark of godliness. There's only Hashem in the world. So that means even the existence of negativity also exists from Havaya. So if you refine those sparks and you extract the sparks that are giving life to the negativity, then what's going to happen? The negative, the concealment, the opposition, the anti-ness is going to completely melt away. That's what this means. That's you don't need to completely reject them. All you need to do is refine the sparks in the side of them. Through this, that um, we we take out the sparks inside of them. The negativity inside of them dissipates. And through this, you're able to see godliness. That's an er ebisainoi. What's er ebisainoi? I'll be able to see godliness practically also inside of the worlds. And now that we've answered our questions, question number one and question number two, so we're 
finished with the answering questions, and now the Mimer can c- connect to the idea of Yud Beis Tammuz, the redemption of the Fidika Rebbe, just like it was by the Baal HaGa'ula, meaning by the Fidika Rebbe, when the Fidika Rebbe was freed from prison, was, um, uh, was when the miracle occurred, which brought the redemption to the Fidika Rebbe, Shagam HaMinagdim, also those who opposed him, Afshan Nishiro B'Mitziyusam, even though they remained in their existence, nevertheless, they were forced through the sparks inside of them to do like they were supposed to. That means that the Russians themselves escorted the Friedrich Rebbe out of prison, so to speak. The greatest opposers to the Friedrich Rebbe had to assist him in leaving Russia, in attaining freedom. There was clearly revealed godliness because you were able to see that Hashem is the one that runs the world. Through this, the Fidik Rebbe drew down the power for all those who follow in his path. To draw down godliness, which is higher than nature, inside of nature. And this became a hachana kreva, a a, a close preparation that there should be fulfilled the objective of having a dwelling place for Hashem below that here, this world, the world that we live in should be a dwelling for Hashem, blessed be He for Hashem Himself, for the essence of Hashem not for the not for the Mehave, um, but for the Shem Ha'etzem, for the essence of Hashem. Begula mitis vashlem alidei mishach tzedkenu. Bekarov mamish. Ay, 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 ay.